Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today, I am so excited to introduce a brand new franchise concept called Candy Cloud. Candy Cloud is a quick service beverage shop with over 19 core beverages. And with me today, I have the co-founder, Alex Edwards, who he and his wife, Peyton, originated this concept out of Rockford, Illinois. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Stacey. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. So I have been asked over and over um, by by prospects in the past probably three years about coffee shops. And there's a lot of interest. We know that it's a big thing. Everybody has heard the name Starbucks and so forth. But, you know, there really hasn't been a coffee shop necessarily or a beverage shop that has stood out, especially in the franchise space. So when I ran across Candy Cloud, I got super excited because this is a concept that is bringing new, exciting beverages uh, to meet almost anybody's needs. So, yeah. So congratulations. on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of weird that something, uh, you know, so popular, right? And there's only a few options out there. And um, that's something that we we knew and we're um, curious as to why that was. And I, I still really guess I don't have that answer. Maybe, uh, you know, God was just waiting for us to start Candy Cloud and uh, leave a lane for us, right? But, uh, um, you know, you got to have a differentiator, right? So, uh that's one of the things that we uh, we are aware of is uh, the coffee, the beverage industry in general, the bubble tea industry, especially, um, you know, it's growing huge across America, been around for a while, but now it's just getting big. And uh, we know that no one's really taken that concept and really made it um, amazing yet. Like there's a few concepts and, um, you know, they're doing they're doing good, but um, we know that uh, we're taking it in, in, into a whole different level. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say at an affordable investment level also, which we'll get into in a little bit. But before we dive into the Candy Cloud concept, I mean, you are a co-founder. I love hearing uh, co-founder stories. So do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and how Candy Cloud originated? Yeah, so a little bit about myself and where kind of all of this started. Um, I grew up all over, right? My dad was in the military, moved around maybe every two to three years, right? Um, so spent a lot of my time overseas growing up, Guam, Japan, Hawaii. And um, of course, I tried all the different drinks there. Boba was huge there growing up. I remember when I was very young in Guam, um, Boba was big there. Hawaii was enormous. Um, and you know, it's been, like I said, slowly creeping over, but that's where a lot of that, uh, love for drinks kind of started, right. Those different cultures and all those different items. So I, uh, grew up a little bit all over, right. When I turned 18, um, I decided to follow my father's footsteps and join the military as well. Um, as an active duty firefighter, I did that for five years. Um, and then I transferred to the guard and moved back here to Rockford, Illinois, where my parents live and my wife's family as well. Um, 
And then I was an active duty firefighter for fire or not active duty, but uh, a city firefighter for uh, Rockford uh, for five years as well. And uh, entrepreneurship was always my end goal, though. Right. So while I was doing the firefighter job, me and my wife were always trying to think of ideas. And um, we eventually landed on um, very different, but started a flower truck. Uh, we would grow flowers and um, sell them at farmers markets. And um, it was a great learning experience, but we never made any money. We'd always sit at these markets and count our money up. And um, well, we'd look at them like, well, we uh, we broke even. <laughs> and uh, but while we were doing these farmers markets, we would look at all these different vendors and all this. And we would notice how busy the food was. And um, we saw the potential in the food industry, the low investment to get into it. Um, and uh, so me and my wife were brainstorming ideas. And she came across doing a freshly spun cotton candy stand. So you would, we, her idea was we would spin cotton candy at these farmers markets, hand it to them on the stick and all that. And um, I thought she was a little crazy. Um, but eventually she... Uh, she convinced me and we decided to to go all in on it and we called it Candy Cloud. Uh, and that's where the name originated. Right. So, um, so we started going to these farmers markets, saw some success, started actually making money. And um, I thought this, OK, this could be my ticket. Right. You know, I've been trying to think for, uh, you know, since I was probably 16 years old, how I would do this. And I feel like, OK. It's very different. It's not exactly what I envisioned. You know, I was trying to think of like gym ideas, all this other stuff, but um, I knew it was something that we could take. Right. So I decided to move it into a food truck. Uh, we served cotton candy and Hawaiian shave ice. Um, grew up eating Hawaiian shave ice in Hawaii as well. So I wanted to have another option outside of the cotton candy. And uh, we were doing that in 2020. So I renovated this truck, made it all work. Um, decided to take a huge leap of faith um, in 2020 when COVID was running rampant, of course, and uh, quit my full-time job as a firefighter and do the food truck full-time. You know, a lot of people thought I was crazy, you know, during COVID especially, you know, leaving your job to rely on something that functions off of large gatherings such as a food truck. Um, but it went really well. And uh, later on towards the year, we knew we wanted to add drinks and I came across the cans and I knew it was the perfect vessel um, and I decided, okay, we're going to do this. We came up with three core menu items for the drinks, the, the latte, the strawberry lemonade and our horchata. And funny enough to this day, still our top sold items. Right. And, um, we brought them to the food truck 2021, saw a lot of success with that and quickly became our mainly sold item. Like everything else kind of fell to the wayside and that was it. We'd sell out of that lemonade and uh orchata and all that and uh we knew we had something special right and we wanted to jump on it right so we decided to find a store uh we actually found a store in rockford uh that was a failed boba shop before us so um kind of uh crazy again right um but we knew that we could do things different we can we can um advertise better we can our product is is going to be great we're going to lean into some things that we know our target demographic is going to like right such as self-ordering kiosks and quick service technology based all of that right and and feel a certain aesthetic when they walk in the store as well um so to march of 5th of 2022 or yeah 2022 we launched the store and um we knew that we wanted to expand right away too while we were building the store because we knew we had something special here right and uh franchising is what we we knew we wanted to do 
And uh, we knew that would lend us to be able to grow quickly, but also have people running these stores that truly care about it, right? Rather than putting GMs across the country that are just salary-based, we wanted people that truly care about their location. They have, uh, they own it and they can um, really pay attention to detail just like we would, right? So um, yeah, and then we uh, we hired iFranchise Group to help us out with that and um, launched the franchise program in, in late 2022. And so this is, I'm from the Midwest also, neighboring Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You're in Rockford, Illinois. I'd say about an hour and a half away. Um, I know from personal experience, it's not easy to bring a new concept into really that Midwest region, especially something as unknown as this and special. I mean, many times there's, an immediate attraction, right? It's a new concept. People flood there, but you guys have done phenomenal. I mean, number one, your branding is on spot. So for those listening, uh, the website is candycloudcompany.com. You can go and check out the cans, which are, I just, they're ingenious. It's beautiful. I mean, the product is absolutely beautiful, but more importantly, um, in your franchise disclosure document, and I usually don't lead with this, but given this is a new, 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 new brand, um, your franchise disclosure document, the item 19 that shows financial representations, you show 1.6 million in gross revenue with a $400,000 net profit. That is phenomenal. I mean, Thank you. Just absolutely. I have access to hundreds of brands. That is a phenomenal ROI. So congrats to you guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So one thing you mentioned, your target market, who is your target market? Right. It's that younger millennial Gen Z is our praying, our, our main demographic, right? So uh, it's consisted of just that younger people that really like the aesthetic, um, you know, were utilizing that eye-catching um, advertising content that they really tend to be drawn towards, right, through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, so they make up the main demographic, right? Um, we're, we try to stay as, you know, gender neutral as possible, uh, but it tends to be a little more women that do come in the store. But um, we always try to make sure that the aesthetic of the store and everything we do, you know, every everyone can feel comfortable coming in. We don't want it to feel like too much of, uh, you know, a certain experience. But um, it is that younger demographic that is our main target, right? Which um, which is great because then they also want to work there, right? So our main demographic, they really like the store, but that's the age that we would hire as well. So it uh, we don't really come a lot of issues with labor with that, right? Uh, we're getting we get we pay well and we have applications every single day, so that helps with that part, right? Um, and of course, we do have a, a lot of families that come in, right? Because uh, there's a drink for everyone, right? The mom can get a, a signature latte and the dad can get a shake or whatever. And the, the kids love the strawberry lemonade or or a shake as well, right? So there's always an option for anyone at any time of the day, right? And I feel like that's a bit of our specialty as well, right? You take a traditional coffee shop, right? They're busy in the morning and they're slow at night and vice versa, an ice cream shop, a sweet shop slow in the morning, busy at night. Well, with our offering, our our variety of products, there's always a reason to come in, right? Whether it's in the morning or night. We do tend to be busier as the day goes on, um, but 
still with our offering it lets us be open a little bit earlier and get those people in for that morning coffee right and so we what, feel like go ahead i'm sorry so what are your your hours on you know right. monday through sunday what what are the traditional hours for candy cloud yeah so sunday through thursday we're open 9 a.m till 10 p.m and then um Fridays and Saturdays, it's 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., right? So um, pretty long hours, right? Most of, most of the days we're open at least 13 hours, you know, and uh, weekends is 14. So, and a lot of the places in the suburbs, we're looking to have them open till midnight. So a very, very long day, I guess you could say, you know, a, a, you know, an ice cream shop wouldn't open till noon or one. Coffee shop usually opens, you know, 5 a.m. till 3 p.m., so there's a lot of time to get those customers in the door. Absolutely. So let's uh, break down the business model a little bit. What type of square footage are you looking for for a traditional location and how many employees? Right. So um, our store is currently around 1,400 square feet and it's pretty tight. So we want our stores to be, we can do 1,400, but you know, 1800 is the max too, right? So if you get above 1800, we would potentially approve that, right? There just would be more seating, you know, your rent would be higher, all that. There's not a strong, strong benefit to going above 1800, but we feel like that sweet spot is around 1600 square feet. So um, those usually tend to be like those deeper models, right? Not as wide, but pretty deep. Um, but we have the the drawings for that and um, we feel pretty comfortable with that setup, right? And that is for the traditional model. Um, once we start kind of getting into those end cap drive-throughs, right? Because currently, you know, we're not a drive-through. We're walk-in only or pickup or curbside kind of bridges that gap, but not fully. Um, those Those will need a little more square footage. Is the drive-through an ideal footprint for your future locations? I would say it's not required. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, as you see, our numbers are, are pretty strong without it. We know, though, that those drive-throughs are going to drive even more, right? Let's us be open a little bit earlier as well to catch that morning crowd on the way to work. Once they want to grab a coffee, they don't want to walk in. They just want to drive through, keep going, be on their way. So um, I do feel like that is the future, but also I don't want to discredit the storefront model as well, right? The storefront model lets you be extremely flexible in location because, I mean, let's face it, end caps are really hard to come across, right? So lets your overhead be a little bit less because end caps have a higher um, rent rate as well. So there's benefits and negatives to both, right? It can be, um, you know, a more of a, a little bit more of a headache dealing with the drive-through. But, you know, you have to decide the, that potential for a higher sell volume is there with that. So I think we're always going to keep the storefront model around even once we go into the drive throughs just for certain you know areas and, and areas where they can't find an end cap. But we know it's a really strong market. Um, and then standalone drive throughs we think are going to do great as well. So um, we have a lot of room to grow into those kind of things, right? And but uh, we we really want to do it first before we start bringing it out to the franchisees. You know, we have the end cap drive-throughs drawings done and the systems pretty much figured out, right? Uh, but we want to work out the kinks first, right? Because we know it's not gonna everything's gonna work perfect. The layout may need to be tweaked. Um, so. Yeah, we would say those are about probably about a year and a year and a half out, you know, So because our next big step we want to do with our corporate location is open a drive through location. Uh, we really only want to focus on one. We don't want to have two, three, four, just having to juggle those. We want to have one that's just right. 
Um, it can be the showpiece, right? And and the test piece where we can test new things out and make sure, you know, it's running well, but then focus on the franchising side of things. We don't really have a large vision of growing a lot of corporate locations. Sure. So, okay. What is the average cost of a single uh, product? Average cost. I mean, so if you're including like tax and everything, it's around $5 and 60 cents. Um, so, but if it, it varies a lot because of the add-ins, right? So if someone's coming and they want boba and all that, those are extra add-ins. The base price of most of our product is right around $5. Okay. So these can all really be customized to fit a, a guest yeah. needs. Yeah. So our menu looks small when you take at it at a glance, but if you really dive into the options, it's very modular on how you can change out how you want the drink right so we didn't want it to get crazy crazy like starbucks with their customization but we know everybody's going to want something a little bit different so as you click the items you can change it a lot just to meet your specific wants you know so for example if someone clicks a reviver for us and we have three different flavor revivers two of them being skinny so they only have 15 calories and a, a reviver for us is our take on an energy drink right but then you can select your base with it it can be water or lemonade or sparkling water and um, you can add that popping boba to it or you can make it blended to make it um sort of like a uh, you know a smoothie almost right so there's there's a lot of ways to change it a lot of ways to try a different take on each drink so each time you come in yeah if you found your favorite that's great you can get your favorite but also you can try that in a different like style right so with the self-ordering kiosk the app all of that that really allows us to do that you know when you walk into a traditional coffee shop drink shop you're looking at this menu and it's a lot of options. But if you really break it down, those lots of options are just tiny little variations of each. We've kind of taken those and built it underneath them. And you really can't do that with a traditional style menu, but that self-ordering kiosk, that app, all of that has let us do that. And uh, makes things less confusing, less daunting, and uh, very simple. So your concept, and I'm going to, have you ever been into a cr crumble cookie before? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it... <laughs> So it's very, I mean, the customer experience is similar to that. I would envision where you walk in, you have a couple kiosks where the guests can order and customize what they want, pay at the kiosk, process their order, and then your name is called and you receive your product. Would that yeah, be I would say assumption? Yeah, that is a very fair assumption. I would say, you know, um, well, first of all, Crumble's done a great job, you know, and there's someone to definitely look up to in the franchising industry. But yes, I mean, in the sense of the self-ordering kiosk, it, it is a bit of a same experience on some level. Um, you know, aesthetically, you know, uh, a crumble cookie is very uh, sterile filling, which is great for a food environment. But we go for more of that warm aesthetic filling with uh, coziness and all of that. But yeah, the same kind of vibe with walking in, ordering on a self-ordering kiosk, and then they call your name for your order is uh, is, a, is a very fair assumption to, to, to think how the, the overall ordering experience goes at Candy Cloud. Well, and I mean, just looking at your website alone, I mean, the aesthetics come through, the warm, the cozy, and it, it, it's phenomenal. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, one statistic I heard uh, in some of your material is that you strive to get your guests their order within three minutes. Yes. 
two to three minutes is the always the goal, right? If if it's a weekend and we get a 30 drink order, I mean, it's not going to be two to three minutes, right? But the standard across the board is two to three minutes, right? So as soon as they're putting that in, it populates to our KDS back there and they're ready to make it quickly, right? So we kind of think of ourselves as a, a quick service or a fast service, fast casual environment. So you look at places like Chipotle, they make their stuff real right in the back. Everything's fresh, but it's ready to be dispensed quickly. And that's why Chipotle is able to get you in and out so quickly. And uh, we do the same thing to a, to a certain tune, right? Everything's in dispensers, ready to go very quickly so that they can fulfill those orders as fast as possible. And uh, we know that's really key with not just our storefront model, but also when we go into the drive through model, because uh, people are looking for that fast, fast ordering and they expect speed. And uh, but they also expect quality in this day and age. Um, so we've uh, been able to offer speed, but not sacrifice that quality. Right. We're not just reconstituting powders and with some hot water or whatever, like most traditional boba shops do. And there's a time and a place for that sort of thing for certain stuff. But overall, all of our stuff is fresh and ready to be uh, dispensed quickly. Yeah. And that's why we have one size as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. One size is really important. That's one 16 ounce, 60 ounces, the most or standard order size drink, right? And uh, leads to less confusion with our uh, with our workers, right? Because you, you could have all these different menu items, but then you have these different sizes with different recipes to make those drinks. When you have one size, it lets us be hyper-focused. And anytime you can really focus like that, it lets you move quicker because you don't have to think. You just do it, right? Absolutely. So you're so these come in cans per se, but they're clear and right. which is a beautiful to be able to see your drink. And I mean, they're beautiful just looking at your website. Um, so the top of it is actually, is it a, like a can you pop and then you yeah. put a straw in that or drink it as right. a soda? Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. So it does start as clear without a lid. And they make it like, um, you know, a traditional shop would uh, every order, you know, you place a sticker on it and we make it to the tune of what they ordered. And then we finish by sealing it off with that aluminum style lid and hand it to the customer. So that really makes it great for it to go. Even think DoorDash, you know, your drink hasn't been tampered yeah. with because there's no way to get in that drink other than popping that can lid open. So um, there's a lot of advantages to it, um, not just aesthetically, but aesthetics is huge with it too. We know, um, you know, everyone wants to see their drink. They don't want it to be in some styrofoam cup and all that. It lets us, you know, really get creative with aesthetics and everybody wants to just take a picture with it, right? They order it. We see most people either taking a picture underneath the candy cloud sign inside the store or walking out and they're taking a picture picture in front of the sign outside. So um, it's just free advertising really at that point. It's very Instagram worthy. That's right. for sure. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, so let me ask you about your gifting program. So, yeah. and this, I guess, would drive to another question about the shelf life. So these do come in cans. What sure. would the traditional shelf life be if I wanted to come in and get my favorite drink for like, say, for the week? Sure. So that is a common question. And I know the cans can allude to the illusion of, you know, shelf stability. Uh, everything is made fresh to order with ice or real milk and all of that. So it's meant to be consumed immediately, right? Um, so just like any other place, you know, it can be drank immediately. Now, is there people that get it and they put it on ice and they 
driving two hours away or to some event, they grab like 12 or 20 or whatever, and they want to bring it all there. Yeah, they do that. And our recipes are a little strong and melt to made to melt down a little bit and still taste well, right, with that ice. But going past a few hours really is not advised, right? I mean, once we sell it, it's up to the customer, but we sell it for immediate consumption. All right. And then share a little bit about your gifting program. So the gift cards and all that. Yeah. So um, customers are able to purchase gift cards online through our website or through the app or in store. Um, and they're redeemable through the app. So you can see your total balance and or through the website um, ordering program the app and that are interchangeable. So you uh, you create a login with that through your phone number and that tracks your loyalty. So our loyalty is pretty big, right? And it lets us advertise to them and collect, uh, you know, their phone numbers, our emails and um, send them new release notifications and all that. But every dollar they spend, they get a point. So every 50 points, they get five dollars. So um, that's something that a lot of our customers utilize. And it's really important to us because they. Uh, you know, do get a sense of loyalty to that. They want to spend the more money to to get that free item, right? Get $5 off their order. So it helps us uh, in multiple ways. But the biggest advantage is that being able to advertise to them through that phone number or email. Yeah, people love their reward programs. And yeah, I'm one of them. So <laughs> and we want it to be clear, you know, we don't want it to be like, you know, a lot of them are very confusing. Like they have a bunch of points per dollar spend. It's like, what's what am I really getting out of these points and all these different options? It's if you spend $50, essentially you get $5. And, uh, you know, we want it to be worth it. We didn't want it to be something that people are like, what is even the point of this? Why would I even sign up? Right. So we we felt that was pretty important with it. I like it. All right. So getting into the investment level, uh, your total investment for a single location is between 320000 and 499000 And again, with any brick and mortar, uh, the biggest variable there is going to be real estate. So uh, franchise fee is 40,000 royalty is 6%, which is relatively yep. low. I mean, right. when I work with prospects, I, I tell them, you know, six to 8% is somewhat the average and we see outliers, but in essence, a pretty low royalty there with a 2% national ad contribution. Okay. And again, uh, corporate uh, financials for your Rockford, Illinois location in what? So this was from, I believe yours was from March, 2022 to March, 2023. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Was 1.6 million gross, 400,000 net profit. Uh, so you have awarded since your, your introduction of the franchise system, you now have awarded two locations, which are in Illinois, in the Chicagoland area, your first location, the goal you're targeting for that first franchisee is uh, August of 2023. It's the goal. Which is yes. fantastic. Um, so let me ask you this on a last note. Who is your ideal investor? Who are you looking to partner with, Alex? That's a great question. Overall, we're really looking for people that um, are system believers and they can follow 
um, a, a trust and truth system, right? And their attention to detail is huge, right? So in the restaurant food industry, um, you have to be able to be very clean and also very people oriented because realistically, we we understand you are managing people. Like that is a huge part of the job is managing younger personnel, being able to communicate with them clearly, motivate them, and really be able to tell like what's going on, right? So if you're not able to um, constantly be able to tweak things and pay attention to those little details because those add up, right? And make sure that standards are being withheld with cleanliness. Um, so that's our two main focusing thing points, right? Is is customer service and cleanliness, right? The drinks are extremely important, but if that customer doesn't feel happy when they're coming in, like they're welcome, like they're truly treated like a guest, they're not going to come back, right? So we really look up to those business models such as Chick-fil-A or Dutch Brothers who um, are aggressively great with their customer service, right? And if the leader of that store isn't that oriented, the troops won't be either, right? So that's extremely important to us. We also really like husband-wife combo teams. Um, obviously that's how we grew candy cloud and we know it takes two in a, in a, in a unified household to, to really make this happen. So that's really important to us as well. Right. Is, um, is two people that are really, you know, wanting to do this and, um, you know, make it work no matter which way. And you got to have someone that you can bounce ideas off of and really in when you're getting a little crazy, right. My wife does that to me. Um, so if I didn't have my wife guiding me and helping me on certain things, you know, um, I wouldn't be as successful as I am. Right. So, and vice versa. Right. So you got to have someone to balance yourself out, but really it's that attention to detail and people orientation. Right. So, um, that's, that's going to be a lot of what you're doing is, is managing staff and talking to personnel and, and, and handling potential customer conflicts or whatever. So people skills is important. So, so, and I think one important takeaway there is you did not mention food and beverage experience. So as, as nice yep. as it would be, um, and that's the beauty of the franchise model is you have the systems, the processes, the training and so forth in place. Yep. And you yourself did not come from a food and beverage background. Right. So, um, well, Alex, thank you so much for your time today. I so appreciate it. Um, for any yeah. So for anybody that is interested in learning more about Candy Cloud, yeah. uh, fi please feel free to reach out to me at Stacy at fusionfranchising.com. And Alex, I wish you and Peyton the best. And I hope to bring some fabulous clients your way soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. Super happy to be here and excited to talk to any uh, future people that are interested. Awesome. Well, you have a great day. Thank you so much. Yes. You as well, Stacy. All right. Thank you.